Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'm Brad Brown. Thanks to the MoneyWeb team. They're back again on your radio tomorrow at 6. Coming your way half an hour of non-stop sporting action. We'll be chatting to one of the winners from the SA Sports Awards this past weekend uh, in Bloemfontein. That's coming up on tonight's show. We'll also hear from the Minister of Sport and Recreation, Fikile Mbalula, and uh, the Proteus coach, Russell Domingo. They returned to the, uh, South Africa yesterday. That's all coming up on this evening's show as well. Let's start with some football news, though. Kaiser Chiefs coach Steve Compella is confident that he has the club's, uh, club's backing, including boss Kaiser Motong. Following their one-all draw to Cape Town City last night, Chiefs fans pelted Compella with missiles for the second time in the space of six days. The draw saw Amakosi's winless streak to six matches, and the former Free State Stars coach confirms that management is fully behind him. With regards to how it is at Maturena, there's always support. Always. And they understand the challenges we're going through because our team is about results. And I do enjoy that support. Five matches to look forward to this evening in the Absa Premiership. Platinum Stars are away to Free State Stars. Highlands Park welcome Bloom Celtic. Polokwane City travel to Chatsworth to take on Golden Arrows. Barocca FC host Orlando Pirates while defending champions Mamelodi Sundowns play Ajax Cape Town at the Cape Town Stadium. Sundowns who still have five games in hand on table toppers Cape Town City currently sit eighth on the log. Tecomodice says even though they are playing catch-up they're feeling pretty confident and in control that they are able to close that deficit. Well, it's manageable because the results are coming in so that's, a, that's one thing that's important. And because um, now the, the challenge is to catch up on the league so that when you come January, we're standing a good chance of, of, of competing for and defending our title. The Urban Warriors are one point off the bottom of the log and Modise says despite their log position, they're not going to be a walkover. And Ajax is a very, very tough team. Always when we play against them, it's a, it's a very interesting game. And uh, we know their strength as well, so us playing away is going to be difficult because I think we're very good at home. So it's going to be a very, very challenging game, but it's, it's a must win for us. Earlier today, it was also announced that the Peter Mukaba Stadium in Polokwane will host the Telcom Knockout Final. That takes place on the 10th of December between Supersport United and Cape Town City. News out of England is that West Ham United striker Diafra Sako has been ruled out of action for six weeks. He picked up a thigh injury at Manchester United at the weekend, and those two teams meet once again at Old Trafford tonight in the League Cup, while Arsenal host Southampton. In cricket news, the Cape Cobras have been dealt a blow. Hashimamla have been ruled out of the remainder of the 2016 T20 challenge with whiplash. Amla sustained the injury while fielding for the Proteas when he failed to hang on to a catch off the bowling of J.P. Dumini in the third and final test against Australia at the Adelaide Oval. Paul Adams, the Cape Cobras coach, has also confirmed that Dumini has been given the week off to recuperate that after the South African tour down under. Pakistan all-rounder Mohamed Afiz has been cleared, cleared to resume bowling. His off-spin that by the ICC following remedial work and reassessment. In some rugby news, it was announced today that the Six Nations will introduce a bonus point system in 2017, much like there is in the Rugby Championship and Super Rugby, that to encourage and reward try scoring and attacking rugby. 
On to golf now. Former world number one Tiger Woods will play his first round of competitive golf in 15 months when he tees up tomorrow at the Hero World Golf Challenge in the Bahamas. The 14-time major winner struggled to play due to a serious back injury and he says he's looking forward to playing competitive golf once again. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to be I'm gonna be focused. I'm going to try and do what I can do and put the ball in the, in the correct spots, give myself looks and, and try and bury these putts and, and post, post scores and get myself in that mix come Sunday afternoon. Woods has spent 13 years topping the rankings, is currently ranked 898th in the world, and he knows that being competitive again is going to be tough. I know that's a tall order since I've been away from the game for so long and I've made a lot of different changes in my game, but the mindset's still the same. And whether that physically and also um, equipment um, practice schedules, training, all that has evolved, the mindset of competing hasn't. And that is to go out there and try and beat these guys. I know they're going to try and beat me. And finally, some sad news coming out of uh, South African wheelchair tennis. Uh, Former world number two junior Tando Slatswayo has passed away at the age of 20. We'll chat about that next here on SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And as you heard uh, on PM Live this afternoon, sad news coming out of tennis South Africa today. Uh, Tando Schlatzweyer, South African former world number two junior, has passed away at uh, the age of 20. Sad, sad news indeed. And we join now by the general manager of wheelchair tennis South Africa, Karen Losh. Uh, Karen, welcome on to uh, SAFM. First of all, our condolences to, to everyone in, in uh, wheelchair tennis uh, South Africa circles. This is a massive loss, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's it's awful. Um, we're still all reading from shock, and uh, yeah, it is a, a very big loss to us and her family. The, the I mean, the, the the circumstances around her death. Uh, it was it was meningitis. It's it's something that is not that common, but does happen. I mean, that, that I think that's probably the, the biggest tragedy of it all. No, absolutely. I mean, we, um, the, the coach to go to, um, to the, the station on Friday, uh, where she left school, finished her exam, she left school, she went home, um, to spend the December holidays. She was fit, healthy, laughing, very happy on Friday afternoon. Um, and we had the call yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon to say she passed away, yesterday morning. So it was a very, very sudden, um, illness and really not expected at all. No, absolutely not, Karen. And, and as far as uh, as a player, I mean, she she was young, as you say. I mean, she was still in, still in school, twenty years old, and she's she's had an incredible career so far already. And 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 lots was expected of her still to come. Absolutely, I and mean, she she really has done very well. As you said, she was uh, you know in junior, she got her as high as two in the world. Um, she's you know in the top uh, 40, 40, 50 players in the world at the moment. She's represented South Africa a number of times, and she really was one of our top players that we were uh, developing towards 2020, and so a great future for her. Yeah, absolutely. You, you mentioned she's represented South Africa, and it's not just here. I mean, she's travelled the world to 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 fly the flag for for her country, hadn't she? Yes, absolutely. Looking at, I mean, from a tennis South Africa or wheelchair tennis Africa point of view, is is there anything that uh, you've got? I mean, obviously the families they, they must be distraught at, at this loss, and uh, having a, a, a youngster in a position where where Tundo was, uh, I mean, her family must how are they coping with this tragedy? I mean, it's it, it must be incredibly sad. Yeah, um, we've had. Uh 
uh, quite a few of our staff have been speaking directly to the family, um, you know, and they, yeah, they are, are they are really battling um, as we are, and and the, yeah, the people who who knew her very closely at school. So yeah, it's an absolute tragic loss, and we're trying to assist uh, the family where best we can. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, we still still not, not really don't know what to do. Really tragic, Karen. As a as a person as well, I mean, I I wasn't lucky enough to meet her, but what I've heard about her is she was one of the most bubbly and, and always smiling, happy happy sort of people. Uh, it, it's I mean, t- tell us a little bit about your memories of 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 Tando. Oh, Tando was you know, she was a very quiet um, person um, in general. She was very reserved. Um, you know, it took a while to get to know her because she was a very private person. But you know, when you got to know her and comfortable, she she was really a lot of fun, dancing, laughing. You know, she she really had a good time and was very comfortable in the circle she was involved with. So, yeah, it's it's just awful. Yep. Karen, I know it's a difficult time. Thank you for your your time this evening uh, and and for sharing your memories of it. The the funeral will be taking place this Sunday, 10:30 a.m. at her home in Paul Petersburg uh, at the the Bolognese section. Uh, thank you for your time. Please pass on our condolences to the family and and everyone who who knew Tundal. Thanks for your time this evening. Will do. Thank you so much. In focus this Sunday. Bluefontein is the capital of the free state, but in this city, abused women don't have a safe house where they could seek refuge once a protection order has been granted. Recently, a group of women gathered to discuss ways of establishing a place of safety for the women of the City of Roses. Focus, incisive and insightful. The Sunday evening at 6 p.m., only on SABC2. SAFM celebrates 80 years with a homegrown playlist. The theme of this year's 16 Days of Activism, No Violence Against Women and Children is Count Me In, together moving a non-violent South Africa forward. Can we count you in? SAFM 104 to 107, South Africa's news and information leader. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, this past weekend saw a glitzy affair take place in Bloemfontein. It was the 2016 South African Sports Awards. Some big, big winners. Wade Fanikat, uh, definitely one of them. Winning Sports Star of the Year as well as Sportsman of the Year. Sportswoman of the Year went to Custer Semenya. Uh, and Wade Fanikat's coach, Anna Buerta, winning the Coach of the Year as well. A couple of the other big awards, Team of the Year, Mamelodi Sundown Sportsman of the Year with a Disability went to Shoulder Toy. We spoke to him uh, on SAFM Sports Trap last week. And uh, the Sportswoman of the Year with a Disability, and we spoke to her just a couple of weeks ago, was Ilza Hayes, and she joins us once again. Ilza, welcome on to uh, SAFM Sports Trap this evening. Congratulations on your award. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's always good to have a chat with you. Uh, I'm sure you're pretty chuffed. I mean, we spoke in the build-up to it, and you said that you ever wins out of the three, you'd be happy, but I'm sure you chuffed it to you. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, yeah, there's always a chance uh, of you not being the winner. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely tough competitors being at a Paralympic year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the hard work paid off, um, and I walked away with a, with a trophy. Let's talk about the yeah. I mean, we mentioned it last time around. Obviously, the the Paralympics was uh, was pretty impressive for you, and and uh, you, you've decided to call it quits on your your Paralympic career. Winning an award like this does it make you reconsider a decision like that. Yeah, I had that question asked a few times this weekend, but um, 
No, I think, you know, I think if, you, if you've made a decision, um, I think you kind of need to stick with it. So obviously it's going to be hard and obviously it's going to be, you know, like difficult to, to end off your career. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely cherished like all the moments and all the memories um, that I've made. And, um, yeah, I've lived, I've lived my career to the fullest. So, uh, I definitely don't regret anything. Um, but although it's definitely going to be hard, um, but yeah, no, I, I still have peace, um, in my career next year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not the end just yet. As we, we spoke about last time out, you, you want to go all the way through to the, the World Champs in, in London. So it's still some work to do and uh, still still another chance to shine on a global stage. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we were, we, we're already busy working hard towards that. Um, that's in July next year. Uh, so it's not really too far um, um, in, in the future, uh, a few months away. But yeah, I've got amazing memories from uh, from the Olympic Stadium. Um, and hopefully I can go back and make some more great memories. Ilza, let's talk about the event itself. Uh, I mean, we, we spoke briefly about uh, it before the, the, the actual event, but uh, as an experience, I mean, is it is it as special as it's made out to be? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, uh, just to be amongst, you know, a, a room full of uh, sporting heroes, you know, is really, is really a big privilege. Um so, I mean, and, and, and there were really um, great performances this year that um, that, it, that got recognized. Um, so, definitely, um, I was honored to be part of the whole evening. Um, yeah, and, um, and as I said, like, you know, like the the, the Shield of Jova, you know, it's, it's only an award that's been awarded, like, um, uh, every four years. So, you know, that was, like, a very special award that was um, handed over um, this year. So, yeah, I mean, pretty special, um, special times um, and memories were made. You know, I mean, you always like um, uh, get to uh, get together with people again. You know, that you've met through the year or that you've uh, built a relationship with. So you catch up, you know, um, and spend time with them. So it's always nice to to just build on those those relationships as well. Uh, so definitely, yeah, it, it was a special event. And, and nice to dress up and, and be on the red carpet, so to speak. Yes, definitely. I mean, that's all part of it. Um, yeah, so we don't get to um, to, to, to dress up um, every day. So, you know, when, when we get the chance to do it, um, we must embrace it, definitely. Ilza, the, the Ministry of Sports has, has taken a bit of flack for, for putting on an event like this. And, and from an athlete's perspective, obviously you, you do need help uh, throughout the years and in the build-up to a Paralympics or a World Championships. Do you think there is a role for, for an event like the SA Sports Award, or do you think that money is better spent supporting athletes getting to, to big events like the Paralympics or, or World Championships? Yeah, there's, uh, there's definitely um, controversy. And I'll talk about um, the money being spent um, at this kind of a um, kind of event, um, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, like from a personal point of view, um, I think you know some of it can be can be arranged uh, a bit differently. Um, you know, like um, yeah, maybe not have like two two different venues, like two different hotels. Um, for example, this weekend to do like a morning live, you know, show, just maybe just do it at the one. So definitely, I think there's you know there can be. A better organization um, in terms of some things, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's like part of you know the department to to uh, recognize the, the performances in a year. But yeah, as I mentioned, um, yeah, obviously it's it's not to be part of an event like this, but I think definitely some of the money can be used more wisely, and that can go to development or 
as you mentioned, sending teams or individuals uh, to compete um, overseas. You've been around uh, sort of Paralympic sport for, for a number of years now. There was a, a youngster that was rewarded as well on, on Sunday night uh, the, uh, in the Newcomer of the Year category, Ntando Mshlangu, 14-year-old Paralympic silver medalist. Uh, I mean, you know what it's like to, to compete at, at the highest level. How impressive is that, in, in your opinion, for a 14-year-old? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, like um, since the day um, I first uh, saw him run, um, he was he, he was impressive, and that was only like um, two three years ago. And you know, just the way that he's grown, um, you know, on his blades, more comfortable, uh, more confident on his blades, um, and that just um, obviously um, showed. And like uh, all the hard work paid off this year at the Paralympics. And as you mentioned, he's 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 only 14 years old, so there's definitely a long career for him. Um, yeah, I mean, if he's if he's managed correctly, and um, yeah, I mean, he can develop into like a really amazing athlete. And I'm very excited, you know, to to follow his career um, after I'm done, um, because I think he can he can achieve great things. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, Ilza, you have in your career, and I think this award just was the, the cherry on top. Uh, as we said, it's not the end just yet. You you chasing a, a gold in London, but uh, best of luck with that and and the preparations and the lead up. And uh, yeah, we look forward to 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 sort of capping off your career in style and hopefully it is a gold in London thank you so much yeah as I said uh, we're really working hard towards it again so um, yeah I'm very excited for next year um, yeah and I'll, hopefully I'll chat to you guys soon SAFM Sports Wrap well, speaking of the Ministry of Sports, the Minister uh, of Sport and Recreation, Fikile Mbalula has lambasted the athletes and people who've been criticising his department for issuing payments late. All the athletes and nominees who won and did not make it at the South African Sports Awards will be remunerated financially by the sport department. Winners of the biggest awards walked away with a million rand and a car, whilst others uh, in the other categories received 130,000 rand each. The nominees who didn't win will also go home with 15,000 rand. You know, guys, I've got a clean audit. For every cent I give, everybody I must account. And people must be patient. No athlete has ever gone out and said, no, Malula in February has not paid. They know if it is slow, but they are going to be paid. Don't bother me about money and payment of people because I pay people. And it's not an entitlement. It's a recognition that I recognize them for what. And I'm not doing them a favor because they deserve that. That's why when they came back from Rio, we and Saskok were signed, were giving them money, 200,000 each. But when they touched down, I said, you deserve more. Get extra 70,000 on top of your 200,000, 270. That's what I do. I recognize them, their sweat and blood. You know, in other countries, to win a medal, people are given farms. They are given, uh, you know, uh, whatever that they are given for recognition in the appreciation of the nation for what they've actually achieved. And here in South Africa, all what we do is to recognize them but equally ensure that uh, we are able to reward them for what they have achieved. When I arrived here as a sports minister, people said, ah, athletes are not recognized. These fat cats, sport administrators, Razmatas came. And then I started rewarding people and I put in the financials. And then even in the sports awards, and I increased the amount in terms of people who are, who are winning in the Sports Awards. To enter the Sports Awards as a nominee, you get 15,000. The overall winner, 130. Don't, and then a million for those who win the overall prizes, including a car.
It was a public outcry when Olympic athletes and African champions Mamelodi Sundowns were awarded for coming out tops in their respective fields. The argument from the critics is that the country cannot afford those kinds of payments due to the current economic climate and challenges in the midst of the fees must fall campaigns of students who want free education. Mbulula justified the rewards. No, I'm not bothered by people on Twitter because I'm there also. It's only a crazy person who will want to challenge uh, uh, people being recognized and awarded. Why would you? I mean, uh, to award a person for what they've actually achieved, it's a good thing, uh, and so on. Uh, in any life, we are 55 million. It is acceptable that you'll have a few people who will criticize and say this and that. It's absolutely acceptable. But uh, those criticism and negativity is outweighed by the positive result. And over the years, they have accumulated the positivity in terms of uh, this particular award. Mamilodi Sundowns and the seven, it was not for the first time. And I'm not going to go back and repeating one and the same thing. It is important. And I've even said it that uh, if it were me, I will be able to even increase it. That's what I do throughout the year. And for all our athletes and all our, our teams that do well and represent us, we recognize them. And that is what I do, to recognize excellence. And uh, you can't tell me that everybody that I've recognized here today and who have been voted for and so on does not deserve. I mean, we've done that. Wait, Vanika clean swept the awards, uh, the SA Sports Awards for the second year running. He also received more than two million rand windfall and two cars. The 24-year-old was honoured for performing heroics at the Rio Olympic Games, winning gold in the 400 metres and breaking the world record. That was held by Michael Johnson for 17 years. Blula's hoping his success will inspire up-and-coming athletes. What is important is that what weight has achieved should inspire a generation. Like they all said that out of my achievement, I hope that others will actually be inspired by my own achievement. And I'm happy for that. I go to sleep very well and celebrate myself for having made contribution in the life of our athletes. And the Sports Awards cannot be a bigger platform and better one for them to express their desires, to sit back and look at the year and say, yes, I did well. And then to, to be able to thank South Africa and, uh, you know, look at Masangu. Look at Brad Thomas Benayite. And of course, without sound like patronizing, we will not achieve all these things if it is not because of you people of the media. Because you help us also to unveil and to unravel this talent where some of it we don't see it. You know, and uh, we bring it to the fore and uh, to honor our people, some posthumously, others whilst they are still alive. Mbulula said uh, the awards will celebrate the late athlete's possibility and living legends such as boxing personality Mzi Nguni, who received Steve Twete's Lifetime Achiever Award at the SA Sports Award. Nguni, who is wheelchair-bound after suffering from a stroke, is a giant of SA boxing, having produced an array of world champions such as Viani Bungu, Welcome Kita, and Mbulelo Botile, amongst others. Two weeks ago, he was honoured by Golden Gloves promotions led by Rodney Berman with a tribute tournament in the Eastern Cape. Look at Nguni. How good it is to be honored from the wheelchair suffering from a stroke, standing up to appreciate the honor of being recognized for what he has done, his contribution in the sport of boxing. That is how it is. To be recognized is an accolade that is irreplaceable, is timeless. And uh, the sport awards, when I see those 
those those events and those acts, I'm I'm fulfilled. Me and my colleagues were fulfilled. The people of South Africa fulfilled that uh, we are on the right track. Mulul also wished Mamelodi Sundowns well in their endeavours at the FIFA Club World Cup, which kicks off next weekend. The Brazilians will slug it out against champions from other confederations, including Spanish giants Real Madrid. Well, I want to say to Mamelodi Sundowns, there's no turning back. Go to Tokyo. You've got all our support. Continue to represent what you have achieved. I think uh, has inspired and shaken the whole generation. And, uh, you know, football in South Africa. Uh, go Mamelodi Sundowns and represent us. We are proud of you. You're listening to Sport on SAFM. The next best thing to being at the game. On to some cricket now. Proteus head coach Russell Domingo believes that his charges are well on track following their 2-1 test series victory over Australia earlier this month. Domingo and his side arrived in South Africa yesterday, brimming with confidence despite losing the third and final test in Adelaide. Domingo believes that it's more pleasing to see the great ambience uh, in and amongst the team at the moment with a number of players also returning to form ahead of the home summer. I suppose it's a combination of things. We've got a few players back. Great to have Valen Philander back. He missed a lot of our tests against India. Then I know for two tests against New Zealand, we had Dale Stein back. They make a massive difference. There's a unity amongst the group at the moment and a realisation about how important playing for your country is and prioritising that. I think that's the most important thing. We've also got a few players back in form. The confidence levels have raised off the Indian tour. A lot of players took a knock in terms of their confidence and slowly that belief's coming back. But look, we're still not where we need to be and not where we feel we can be yet. So there's still a lot of improvement to do, but we're going in the right direction. There's no doubt about that. For his efforts with both the ball and bat in the decisive moments in the Test Series, Proteus all-rounder Vernon Philander was uh, deservedly named man of the series. He finished fifth-highest wicket-taker with 12 wickets to his name and 136 runs under his belt. Domingo spoke highly of Philander, who recently returned from a lengthy injury layoff. He's a champion cricketer and not having Vernon Philander with the new ball has hampered us, there's no doubt about it. He's been a champion cricketer for the last three or four seasons and also his invaluable contributions he's able to give with the best in the lower order. He's a quality all-rounder. I know there was a period of time he was the number one all-rounder in the world and I've no doubt he can be pushing back for that mantle if he continuously develops and performs the way he has over the last couple of months. It's great to have him back. And that's one of his key aims to be back at number one. All-rounder. Absolutely, it should be. He gives the team a lot of uh, control with the ball and maturity. Domingo added that albeit beating Australia in Australia is nothing new, it was also good to see the resilience which with the Proteas played when they had their backs against the wall on this tour. Absolutely, the side has always prided itself on resilience. I mean, the side's done some amazing things. I know a lot of focus has been placed on the Test Series lost to India and the Test Series lost to England, but prior to that, there have been some wonderful performances. I mean, not just in Test Cricket, but in one-day cricket, winning in India, beating England off, being 2-0 down, that takes some serious resilience to do that, so that resilience has always been there. So look, we're in a good space at the moment, but it's a space that's got to be treasured and a space that's got to be nurtured all the time because things can change very quickly in this game, and if you're not nurturing that particular space and environment, you can't take it down the worst very quickly. Apart from Quinton de Kock, who finishes the second highest run scorer in the series, he picked up 281 runs behind Australia's Usman Kouaja, who picked up 314. Domingo believes that the rest of the batting order needs to be more consistent with their contributions. 
particularly with our batting, a lot of these games we found ourselves at 40 for 3. There are players putting in big performances, but not consistently. So Faf gets 100, then gets three tests where he doesn't get a run. JP gets 100, three tests, doesn't get a run. Cookie gets 100, three tests, doesn't get a run. So they're all contributing, but not in a consistent basis. Quinton Cox, the one, the one batter that has gone 80, 70, 60, 100. So he's reached by in a form. He's carried it throughout the series, whereas other players have contributed at massively important times, but haven't then followed it up with another performance. So in terms of consistency, that's one area that I feel that we need to identify and work particularly hard in. The rest of it, look, our catching was superb, our fielding was superb. We've got four runouts in three test matches. Our bowling was outstanding, considering Dale broke down. So there's always improvement, but we're very happy with where we are in those particular aspects. The former Warriors coach Domingo also reiterated that nothing will change with the return of A.B. de Villiers as he will resume the captaincy role from Faf Duplessis. He commended Duplessis for his leadership skills at test level. Fuff's matured greatly as a leader. He's been taking the T20 side for a couple of years now. He's an outstanding leader. He's an outstanding captain. Fortunately, he's finding some good form as well, which helps his leadership as well. So he's leading from the front in terms of performances as well. So look, he's done an outstanding job. The bottom line is, Abrevel is the current test captain. The status quo, in my opinion, is set to remain. And I'm, I'm very pleased that Abrevel's only had two test matches worth the start. One was a loss to England, and the other one was a win against England. So he's needs to have a full crack of the job, and I will be providing my utmost support to Abrevel when he's fit and ready to play again as the leader of this team. The Proteas went through a turbulent period over the past 18 months to two years, uh, failing, uh, falling down rather the ICC rankings in all formats following the start of a traditional uh, transitional period. With recently introduced players now thriving in the Proteas setup, Domingo lamented that young players need to be given time to acclimatise at test level. I think getting those guys back in will just give the squad even more confidence. The big difference now is that when the old guards stop playing, the Smiths and the Calluses, it takes a little bit of time for the Temple of Umas to step in and perform. It takes a bit of time for Quentin de Kock to step in in Test Cricket, for Kachis Rabat to step in in Test Cricket and perform, for the young spinners to come in and perform. So those players have now got a little bit of experience. They've been playing international cricket now for over a year, some of them, a year and a half, two years maybe. And they're slowly starting to build the type of confidence and performances that those past players are able to present. But like I've said at that particular time, you cannot expect them to perform at the level that the calluses and the stains or the smiths used to perform. It will take them a period of time, but they've got the potential to develop into those type of players. And now we're reaping the benefits because we've stuck with some of those younger players and hopefully they can get closer to those type of performances that those past players have put in. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that's about it for the show this evening. Don't forget you can be in touch. Uh, just search for us on social media. SAFM Radio is where you can find us. You can also find me personally. Just look for at Big Brad Brown across all the platforms. Before I go, though, uh, news in just a few minutes ago. Manchester United boss Jose Mourinho is to serve a one-match touchline ban. He's also been fined £16,000 that after he was sent to the stands against West Ham United. Uh, so the man causing all sorts of uh, controversy uh, at his time at Old Trafford. United are in action again tonight in uh, the League Cup. Also, don't forget uh, the Gunners up against Southampton. That should be a, a great match as well. We're back again tomorrow with the PSL radio show Second Jalo. I say we, it'll be uh, my producer Siobhan Chetty and Dwayne DeLocker bringing you all the football action, all the results and reaction from this, uh, this evening's fixtures, five of them in all. And uh, I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Witten on the other side of 7 o'clock. It is the talk shop with Naledi Malayo. Right now, though, it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.